Ben, let me start off by asking, you handle everything in your life great, right? Oh, your, absolutely. Your I'm money, a, your 100%. health, your relationships, your all... <laughs> No, no we problems. All do. We all do, right? We're we're perfect at that. So uh, that's where we're going today. Uh, the word stewardship is going to probably be said a lot yes. today. How you're handling uh, your relationships, your work, your job, your life, just how you're carrying yourself. So I'm Britt Nipper sitting in once again with Pastor Ben Rudolph. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about uh, stewardship ethics today. Yeah. And and the reason I brought this up is, or I wanted to bring this up, is I'm, I'm reading this book with some of our team here at the church, and it's called High Impact Teams by Lance Witt. It's a phenomenal book. It deals with a lot of leadership issues, Mm -hmm. and he had this one chapter on stewardship. And, you know, the whole idea is when you're working, you know, when you think about your work life, uh, uh, you know, we we have to look at our lives holistically and understand that our work is a reflection of our worship. And so we don't just work for our employer, we ultimately work for God. Yeah. And, and the biblical basis for that is we see is, um, you know, when when Paul is giving instruction to slaves in uh, some of the letters, the epistles he writes in Colossians and Ephesians, one of the things he talks about there is when you're doing your work, do it heartily as to the Lord and not for men, not, not to be people pleasers. And the whole idea is when you are, and I, and I people always like, there's this analogy between slaves and employees. <laughs> you, know, you always hate to th- think that. But the, the reality is when you're working for another human being, um, it's not like you're a slave, but but there is this there is this there is this idea here that am I doing things for them or am I doing things for God? And when you have Christ as your Lord, then ultimately what you're doing things is I want to I want my work and I want the things I'm doing to reflect my my faith and my understanding that God really is over all of these things mm-hmm. yeah, in my life. Yeah. So the word stewardship gets thrown around a lot and I think everyone's mind goes to money. money. Yeah, money. And that's not necessarily <laughs> where we're at today. We're not no, talking about about money. I mean, think about it. Stewardship is you're taking care of everything that God's given you. Now that involves money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all it also does involve relationships. It involves uh, your your employment. It involves every single opportunity and skill and ability that God has given to you. Are you using it to the fullest of for God's glory? Yeah, and I think the word character comes to mind here as well. Yeah. It's, it, it's a lot of how what your character is, what yes. your character is like in all of these different situations, which yeah. then leads you to steward well. Yes. And I think that many times, what, here's, what I've, here's what I've found. Many times what people's people's effort or you know th- their ability or what they're investing in with their work has a lot to do with um their belief or their feelings towards their boss or their mm-hmm. their work it's yeah. almost like well if i'm inspired then of course i will work hard or <laughs> if i like my boss yeah. then i will do things that i'm supposed to do yeah. but but there's no caveats to that in life and i think what we have to do is maintain a very high level of like you said, character that says, <clears throat> regardless of who my boss is or whether or not I feel inspired on a certain day, I will do the things that are required of me. Yeah. Right? And that's that's what we're talking yeah. about. And here. you brought up slavery earlier. I had a manager at a restaurant one time. People were grumbling and kind of complaining about shifts and work and everything. And he said, listen, I didn't come knock on your door and ask you to come work here. You <laughs> chose to come here and apply. You chose to come get this job. So- so act like it. Behave like that. So yeah, you're not a slave there. You're, you're <laughs> and, a willing and participant. If you, and if you think about it, I mean, really this whole idea of work ethic or stewardship ethic, um, it, it has 
The other reason why this is important is I think it has deteriorated over mm, time. Yeah. I mean, unless you're going to Chick-fil-A, it's really hard to to have a good experience mm-hmm. in a lot of different places, whether you're going out to eat or you're shopping. It's almost like you are intruding on other people's yeah. days when yeah. you when you go. I, I've, I've felt that. You know, people are like, ugh. Like I have to serve you. I'm like, that's your job. Yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah. why you're here. Yeah. Like, it, and and it's interesting too because we went to a Wendy's. My family were in Atlanta. And we went to a Wendy's, and the stat it was everybody just seemed miserable in there. They, it was yeah. just a horrible environment. Stuff was broken. The machines weren't working. And we were discussing that. And I said, how could you? How could you be a manager of this restaurant and let it go down? And even my wife was like, they're probably not happy here either. You know, so you so you want to <laughs> yeah. think it's the hourly employees that are so upset, but it, it, sometimes it comes from the top down Absolutely. that those people are miserable yeah. to be there as well because they're not doing the work for the Lord. Yes. They're doing it because they think someone is oppressing them and they're forced to work. <laughs> and here's the other thing. Like I always get this, you know, if I, if people are not paying for these things, you don't have a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> exactly. so we are really not intruding on you. This is like, we're necessary to all of this yeah, going yeah. on. Commerce, you know? that's a crazy... <laughs> <laughs> Crazy notion and idea. So there's a list here I've of got a list. Uh, different got, ethics that I got twelve things. Twelve can things. Can we get to the twelve things in fifteen minutes? You I think, think so? so? Okay, yeah, we can. I won't interrupt. Um, I'm, no, but I want I want your thoughts and opinions on these things. But the first one, number one, is show up on time. Hmm. It's very simple. Yeah. Right. Show yeah. up on time, and this is show up on time for work. Show up on time for meetings. Show up on you know. If there are things that you've got to do, show up on time. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. That shows that you are. Um, you you are modifying your life. You know, the world doesn't revolve around you. When yeah. when you're like, I'll show up when I show up. You know. Yeah. So I, I think that's a really important. Well, one. and if you're yeah. early, you're on time. And if you show up on time, you're late. And if you're late, you might as well not even come in. <laughs> I had somebody tell me that before too. So on yes. time, even a few minutes early. It's yes. Good to be there. Yes. Being punctual shows that you are concerned about everyone else in the room. Yes, it respects others. I think that's time. important. All right. Number two, do it now. If there's things you have to do. Hmm. Do it now. Don't procrastinate. Yeah. And that this is one. I mean, dude, I I'm not sure about you when you were in school, but there's like this weird sickness I had that I would wait until the last minute to get my work done. Oh yeah. And it, yeah. like I would get this rush, like oh I've got to get this done, and I would you know <laughs> pour all my energy in when I was in Bible college and seminary, and, and it just even even like tests, I couldn't study before for tests. It was like the day, the night of, and I'd stay up late, and I just get this emotional rush of doing these things. But that's not really a healthy way to live. Yeah, and after the fact, did you ever feel like had I spent more time on it, it would have been even better? I could have done even better had I spent more time. Working I mean, on it. I convinced myself I work better under pressure, but I, you're 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 exactly right. I think there is something about you're short cutting, you're short changing yourself um, when you're doing those kinds mm-hmm. of things. So, so one of the things I've I've learned to do is every Monday morning, one of my routines is I get to I I go in, I I go to my whiteboard and I write out everything mm-hmm. I've got to do, and I just start. Yeah, hammering it out, and I think that's there's a, there's a discipline and skill involved in those kinds of things. But but I think that's a that's a really good one. Do it now. If there's something you've got to do, make a list and get it done. And I believe Michael Hyatt, not to continue to interrupt, yeah. but I, believe, I think Michael Hyatt was the one who said it, or someone like that. Uh, they have the one touch rule, and they were talking about with either emails or letters or even bills that come in the mail. They only want to touch it once, which means I open it, I see what it is. Oh, I'll set it aside and get to it later. No, you're touching it this one time. That's do a great it. idea. Do it, get it I done, it. and then it's, a, it's yep. out of the way. I love it. Okay, number three, 
take initiative. If there's something that has to get done, and this is one of the things that really makes someone uh, an employee that that everyone loves is even if it's not under your quote unquote, you know, right directly under you, but you see something that has to get done, take some initiative mm-hmm. and, and do those kinds of things. So look, look around and see what has to get done. And that, and the, so, so take initiatives, number three, and that the next one really leads into it. And that is care about the whole. If you care about the entire organization or you care about the entire team, then you will take that initiative. Yeah. You will care more about, hey, I don't just care about my own personal success. I care about everyone's success. I care about everyone doing well. I want the water level to rise um, for everyone. And Dan, if Dan was here, he would. He has a saying, you've heard him say it in meetings, you don't sink half a ship, mm, Yeah. right? A whole ship is sunk or a whole ship floats. And the whole idea is if we care about the whole, then- that then we'll work towards making sure the whole is elevated. And I think one of the best ways we do that is by taking initiative. So those are, those are, that's number four. Um, number five, beware of the little foxes. Now, again, this is, this is Lance Witt talking. Do you know what that means? Beware of the little foxes. Little foxes. It's oh, actually like, like, like the little things that nip at your heels yeah, that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. break things down. So it's down. actually, it's actually a biblical term. It's in the, the book of Song of Solomon when he talks about the little foxes that come into the vineyard and, and mess mm. up everything. And so it's actually a relationship term that says, be careful of the little tiny things that come in and spoil everything. And you can allow that to happen in, in your work as well. So like, it's just these tiny little distractions that chip away. And when you, it's, it's uh, one of the things I've learned is don't, if you're going to have an intense time of work, put your phone on, do not disturb, mm-hmm. you know, you know, don't take any alerts, no dings going off. Cause there's something like Pavlov's dogs that we, you know, when we hear that ding or that buzz, we're like, I have to check <laughs> dopamine the hit. phone, you know? <laughs> and so, so put everything on silent mode and just make sure that you're not getting distracted, but it's not just that it's, it's, it might be the constant interruptions. You know, you might need to shut your door to your office to get, you know, there's little things that you can do to make sure that the distractions and the little things that kind of take away from mm-hmm. your time and your energy. And it's just, you gotta be really careful. It was something that. like a 15 minute reset. Once you're interrupted, you know, you're in that work zone and something interrupts you. It takes about 15 or so minutes yes. to get back to where you were. Yes. Now let that happen two or three times over the course of a couple of hours that you've lost almost yes. an hour. I mean, there, there are times th- there's, there, there is a time during the week I go home and work. Um, and it's usually Thursday afternoons mm-hmm. and it's it's always interesting to me how much work I get done in a three to four hour window after I get home, you know, when I go home Thursday afternoons, focusing on my sermon mm-hmm. and I'm realizing I get zero interruptions. I can, I can sit and concentrate and there's no one coming in. Yeah. And again, yeah. it's not that I don't love working with people, but it's just, it's the nature of yeah, work. When you have to get something done, you, you need get, that space. Need, yeah. yeah. And so, so sometimes it's finding a space that mm-hmm. you need to work in or mm-hmm. a time of day, but, but it's the whole idea is be careful of those little distractions that constantly are taking you away from yeah. the main, main job you have. All right. Number six, raise your hand. And that means do more than is re- required. So the idea is, hey, if you got a job to do, don't just do an adequate job. Just say, man, what would blow you know what would blow people away if I did this project in a way that needed to be done? Like, like you're not reporting to your boss or to your team. You're 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 taking this report to the Lord. Like mm-hmm. I think that is 
an amazing way to look at things. And so, that eliminates the, it's not my job. It's not my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the whole idea is raise your hand, do more than is required. Look for, it, this is a little bit more than take initiative. It's almost like if someone does give you something to do, go above and beyond mm-hmm. and, and to make sure that people know the kind of work that you do, yeah. you yeah. know? And uh, I, you know, Dan, you know, he grades a lot and I'm going back to school. And one of the things he told me was, now I would never do this. <laughs> But he said, he said that on just to cover himself. But. Yeah. But he said, listen, when it comes to him grading, cause he does, he does grade. He, you know, he's like, a lot of times I look, I'm really intent on looking on the first few assignments to see does this person do good work. And when they are, I don't have to be as mm. meticulous yeah. on some of the other work. Yeah. Cause I know they're giving me good work. And that's, that's, I think that's, you don't do that. Say I'm going to do some work that's really good and then back off. But the whole idea is, Show yourself to be someone of high quality yeah, you've work. Yeah, you set the standard. You yeah. set the standard, and people know that. Hey, I can depend on them mm-hmm. to do this. So I th- that's number six. Number seven, follow through. If when you say you're going to do something, do it. Let your yes be yes, your no be no. Be dependable. Be reliable. You don't want you don't want your you don't want to have a reputation in your job to feel like your boss has to look over your shoulder. Yeah. You know, I think that's really important. And that's work, that's marriage, that's raising kids, that's relation, that's anything. Just be honest. <clears throat> yeah. Be honest. If be- you say you're going to do something, do it. Follow through, show up. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's those kind of, these are, what's interesting to me, Britt, is that these are all things that feel very common sense-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does seem like a, a simple list of. Like, yeah, why wouldn't I do that? <laughs> but. It's it's rare today. Yeah, we don't see it yeah. as much as. Hey, can you help me with this? Yeah, sure, I'll do that. And then they never show. Yeah, ne- never do it. Um, and and here's what I would say: the next one, number eight, leads. At, if you don't follow through or you don't do something you should, don't make excuses. Mm. One mm. of the That's keys to having a good stewardship ethic is take full responsibility. Um, I, I read a book by uh, Jocko Willick. Um, it's called Extreme Ownership. I mean, have you ever read I have that book? Mm. Um, Jocko is one of these ex Navy SEAL guys, and 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 re- does a lot of leadership talks. Uh, but it's a phenomenal book, mm-hmm. really, really good. But the whole idea is there's if you're someone that's always making excuses for things and saying, "Hey, you know, oh, I'm, I I couldn't do that because of this. I couldn't do that because of this," then that's not that's not. You're going to have a reputation yeah, eventually. of course. You know? And I'll even add to that, too, not just if you said you were going to do something you didn't, but if you do something and you make a mistake, own up to it. Yes. Don't make excuses for it. Yeah. Say, hey, that was, that was on me. That was my fault. Or don't blame somebody else. Yeah. Either, you know? Yeah. I think that's... Re- blame shifting goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. <laughs> if you think about it, right? <laughs> yes. When, when God Absolutely. shows up, she's like... Adam, what about you? you know, she, she's the one that made me. And she turned, I can just see God like turning to Eve. And like the serpent, you know. So it's like they're yeah. all. That goes back to the fundamental fallen nature of mankind mm. is that when when you are confronted with maybe oh I didn't do that well. Yeah. The best thing you can do is that that was me, mm-hmm. and that's actually the story in the first story in the book of extreme ownership. The guy Jocko Willick is leading this leading this. Uh, team on a mission, I think it's either Iran or Afghanistan, but they had a, a blue on blue fire. So Americans firing on Americans, which is one of the greatest no-nos mm-hmm, you can ever have mm-hmm. in any kind of military situation. And people made mistakes and and general, uh, when that happens, generals fly in to find out mm-hmm. like what happened. And so Jocko's trying to figure out how to explain this. And he gets at the end of the day and is like, I just have to stand up and say, this is all my fault. 
And he did. Yeah. And he said, the moment he stood up in front of everyone and said, this is all on me, it said it, it deflated all of the anger, you know, pointing fingers and, it, and everyone's just like, oh. And you know what? He actually raised his level of of respect in that room from people under him and people above him because he was willing to say, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's 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 a really important one. Take responsibility. Number nine, over deliver. You know, there's a great line that always says under promise and over deliver. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's something that I think is really important. Don't do the minimum required. Don't just do enough to get by. It's it's the idea of. I mean, it it is that Chick Fil A thing. Mm-hmm. When you go to Chick Fil A, you know that they're going to come by your table three or four times. Do you need anything? You know you feel like they're going to serve you yeah. when you go there, you know? And I think that's that's one of the best, there's an expectation that people, why people, yeah, their food is phenomenal, but I'm, I guarantee you half of the reason why people probably go to Chick-fil-A is because they know there's a 90% chance I'm going to get good service mm-hmm. at that place, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. And that c- goes along with the dress for the job you want, not the job you have. That kind of <laughs> feels like that. Like people complain, why am I not getting a raise? Why am I not getting promotion? Why am I not getting, well, it's because yeah. you're, there's no initiative there. You're not, you're yeah. not doing more. Yeah. You're just doing the base. So why would they give you more if you're not in the, it's a biblical, like God's, he, he, if you honor him in the little things, you'll That's be given more, you know? Absolutely. Um, number 10, have a can-do spirit. Uh, th- this is the idea that, hey, even some something feels hard or something feels insurmountable, you have the belief that, hey, we can do this. And I think what people are lo- always looking for is positivity. Mm. It doesn't mean that you're not honest about challenges, but it does mean that I believe we can do this. Yeah. And there's something about, you know this, I know this, a negative spirit can be contagious just like a positive spirit Absolutely. can be can, contagious. And and you want to be the person on the team. We're not talking a Pollyanna syndrome. What we are saying is you can be honest about the challenges, but believe, have a belief that we can do this if we do it right. Yeah. You know? And I think people are attracted to those kinds of people. And they- people, There's safety in that. Yeah. Yeah. And people want those people on their team. Um, and then number 11 leave everything better than you found it. Mm. That's a good one. That is a good one. I mean, talk about in your home. Yeah. You know, I, husbands, if you're like, I'm gonna, honey, I'm going to make dinner for you and you make a mess, that's just like, <laughs> she's like, um, next time we'll just order out, right? <laughs> um, you know, th- this is a principle. We try to teach us even at our church. We talk to ministry leaders. Hey, if you're going to use the building, you're going to use a room, mm-hmm. make sure that you leave it better than when you found it. And yeah. that's something that's really important that you don't just use something and walk away from it. Yeah. Right. And it it kind of goes with some of the others on this list too, of just it's, it's respect for others is yes. what it is. Yes. You're aware. You're saying your time is valuable, just like my time is valuable. So I'm not going to leave a giant mess that you have to come in and clean up later. Yes. I had to, this is one that I had to, I had to get really good at when we were a mobile church, church plant, and we were meeting in a school because yeah, yeah, I mean, it was yeah. like, I had to white glove that room because, you know, every once in a while- You left it better than they left it for you probably, right? <laughs> that is exactly right. <laughs> yeah. There'd be things that we would clean up. Now, every once in a while, there would be someone that would leave a dirty diaper in a in, mm-hmm. in a garbage can. You know, there's always going to be those things that slip through the cracks. Yep. But for the most part, you want to have something- The evidence of the effort is there. Yes. Yeah. You want to be able to feel, people feel like, man, they really do. And like you said, it's about respect. And these people respect my time. They respect what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Last one, number 12, be faithful. And that this is the idea. I think why, why this is so important is 
understand if you've been given a job to do, don't just think, well, I will work really hard and I'll put in my best when I get the job above me. Hmm. A lot of times we, 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 we kind of trick ourselves in thinking, well, I will do much better work when I am compensated more. I'll do this better when I have a better, more power, more yeah. influence. That's not the way, you know, be faithful in the small things. And that's, that's, a, that's a kingdom principle. If you're faithful in the small things, you'll be given bigger things. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that we need to tell ourselves is, I will be faithful in the small things, whether it's a small job, small project, whatever it is. And I'm not going to have a sense of entitlement uh, because, or, or I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to with, withhold my best effort until I get more money or more prestige. I think yeah. that's something that's really important. Yeah. So. We made it. Yes. You got through 12 <laughs> principles. 12 principles. And I think 15 <laughs> minutes is where we were. So um, these were great. Uh, and just remember, if you put yourself out there as a believer, know that you're representing God everywhere you go. And people are watching you. They're definitely, especially if you tell them you're a believer, they're going to be watching <laughs> yeah, you. They're going to yeah. be waiting for you to mess up. Yeah. And at some point you're going to. Yeah. So follow these principles. Don't make excuses. Yeah. Work hard. Yeah. Show yourself to be an honorable person of high moral character. Yeah. And that's going to go a long way. It's not only going to go a long way in your career, but it's going to go a long way in the impact you have on the people around you and yes. the lives that you can change around you, which is ultimately what we're doing anyway. Yes. It's not yes. about... Uh, getting a corner office with a nice window. It's about telling people about Jesus. That's right. Thank you, Ben, for this conversation. I've enjoyed it, and we'll catch you next time on Life Talks. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit lifecharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.